It is Friday. That means it is time for another edition of the Speaking For Him podcast. I am Adam McNutt with my hair combed and shirt tucked today. We have a couple of special guests in the studio alongside the host of the program, Andrew Gomison. Hello, Adam. It's great to be here on this Friday. And as you alluded to, we do have some very special guests in the studio. It's Mother's Day in a couple short days. Um, I hope that you have time to get your shopping done, Adam. And I hope I can figure out what exactly I'm doing for that before my time runs out. But And now I've put it on the podcast, so now I really have to deliver. (laughs) Now you're really held accountable. If you want to find out what I did for Mother's Day, send me an email, and I will be glad to tell you. But anyway, um, I we're privileged to have both of our moms in the studio today. We do. So um, we will introduce them in just a moment. But first, I want to share this verse by way of introduction. And then we're going to go to Adam with a little bit of history of Mother's Day. Um, this verse is from Proverbs twenty three twenty two. It says, Hearken unto thy father that begot thee, and despise not thy mother when she is old. And one of the things that is a heartbeat of speaking for him, is to see people embracing their roles within the God-given unit of the family. Family is foundational to society, and so the way that uh, husbands and wives interact and the way that uh, children and parents interact is very important to me to encourage them to do so on a biblical wavelength. And we'll get into that a little bit more, but first let's go to Adam for some history of this holiday we know as Mother's Day. Thank you, Andrew. Well, we're going to go back here to 1908 for a minute. That's when the uh, first celebration of Mother's Day happened, when Anna Jarvis held a memorial for her mother in America, so right here in our own country. She then began uh, began a campaign to make Mother's Day a recognized holiday in the United States. And although she was successful in 1914, she was already disappointed when its commercialization happened by the 1920s. But then uh, Jarvis's holiday was adopted by other countries, and it is now celebrated all over the world. And in this tradition, each person offers a gift, card, uh, washes dishes for the morning, a remembrance towards their mothers, grandmothers, and or maternal figure on Mother's Day. So the tradition of Mother's Day has been around for well over 100 years celebrating mothers. All right. Well, it's, it's kind of interesting. And as I was researching this, I found also that a lot of countries have followed suit with us. And the interesting thing is they celebrate all throughout the year. And every country pretty much has their own day all the way, you know, starting in May. Is it, well, starting in February all the way through oh, wow. to like October or November. Just different countries do different days. So I find that pretty interesting. I, I'm personally glad that we do May because it kind of gives this exciting newness, spring-like type of quality yeah, seems to, to this fit. wonderful day. And, it, and it, it does fit because mothers become mothers when they're celebrating new life. So That's true. it is appropriate. So I think the next order of business is to introduce our moms. Adam, would you like to begin by introducing us to your mom? Yes. Yes, my mom is here in studio with us. This is kind of weird to use your first name, but this is Denise also known as my mommy. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> Thank N- you very much. Nice to, to have here. you here, Denise. Thank you. And I have the privilege of introducing my mother, and she does a lot for me, including driving me back and forth to the studio at times so I can do this and other radio-related projects. So I'm glad to have my mom, Deborah. Hello, everybody. 
All right. Well, we're just going to ask you a few questions. And I know Adam was a little skittish about this episode because <laughs> he's not too keen on the embarrassing story idea. But I think my mom's got you beat in that department. They'll, they'll, have, to, they'll have to compare notes off air. But, there we go. Um, Competition. Anyway, the first question that I want to ask both of you, so you can choose, you can kind of decide who's going to go first with this one, but. Since we are both the oldest, which is kind of a neat fact about Adam and I, if you didn't know that, since we are both the oldest, how did it feel to you? Or, or can you tell us about what it was like to find out that you were going to be a mom for the first time? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Do you want me to go first? Okay. <laughs> All right. This is uh, Adam's mom here. So I think one of the biggest things that um, when I first found out that I was going to have Adam was... Um, shock <laughs> and surprise um, because it was a surprise on the way. Um, it was a joyful time. It was an exciting time. And um, no matter what birth order or how many children you have, it's always a very joyful, exciting moment. So I was very thankful to God for giving us that gift. Mom? Well, I wanted a baby ever since I got married. It was an app. I was like seven months, seven months into marriage when I got pregnant, and um, I had been working on this baby blanket. And the day I found out I was pregnant, I finished the baby blanket and the little nightgown. So I was just very excited. And it's a good thing you finished before before uh, you found out you were pregnant, because I I didn't wait uh, an awful long time to come into the world. So. Kind of good that you got that out of the way. <laughs> See, and I was the opposite because I was, I think, almost two weeks late, wasn't I? Yes. So I, yeah, I you was. Did not want to come out. <laughs> yeah, you made it so comfy. There's nothing I could do. Oh, I guess. Sweet <laughs> home, sweet home. Three, three months early, two weeks late. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it balances out. Interesting. Okay. Um, from both of you, what what's the best part about being a mom? Oh, the best part of being a mom. Um. I don't know. I just, I've thought my whole life, you know, ever since I was a little girl, all I ever wanted to be was a mom. And I mean, other things kind of came in because other people told me I should think about something else. But all I ever wanted was to be a mom. I remember running into a friend one time and actually two different occasions, um, a guy that I was friends with in high school. And he's like, I remember you wanted to have a big family. And another lady, she said, I remember you always wanted to get married and have a lot of kids. And I'm like, you knew that? And I wasn't even sure. I wasn't even able to voice that to myself. And so I guess it was really clear, not just to me, but to other people around me, that that was what God created me for, was to be a mom. So that's, you know, it's it's just, it's it's the opportunity. It's like there's a saying that says God couldn't be everywhere, so he created mothers. Well, God is everywhere, but he created mothers so that people would know that God was there. And my turn, huh? Um, I would say the best thing about being a mother, actually, I, I have to cut that into two different pieces there. The first thing for me um, about being a mother is there's a, there is a, an awesome, wondrous thing to be able to be part of giving life to another creature. 
and to be and to partake in that there is something extremely um it's just awesome there's that's that's one every time i've given birth to a child that there's that awesomeness of that moment the other thing is is children they teach you unconditional love they love you no matter what and even to this day that is the most awesome part for me as well is how much my children love me unconditionally no matter no matter how mom is that day or if she's having a good day or if she's having a bad day you know they still love you no matter what well we have Aww. the we have to <laughs> got to put that out there yeah <laughs> yeah that that was great i really appreciate those insights because sometimes being a son and not seeing things from my mother's perspective I can spend so much time kind of being a pain in the neck at times that I don't realize <laughs> what her perspective is and all the things she goes through. Um, but my mom is one of the hardest working people that I know, and I'm just really grateful to be able to honor her today through this podcast. So you have to follow up the question, what's the best part about being the mom? And naturally begs the second question, which is what is the most challenging thing about being a mom? The most challenging thing about being a mom is watching your kids make mistakes. And you know you have to let them make some of their own mistakes, and you don't want to. You would like to protect them from those. But um, that's the hardest thing because you want them to be able to learn from mistakes you've made so that they don't make, that they can have a what we think is a better life but sometimes lessons aren't really learned unless you make your own and i have to agree on that i think that um it's a very big challenge to know to it, it's more of a balance to walk that line of uh when are you being overprotective or or when are you not being protective enough or when you know it's a big challenge to guide your children in the right direction especially in the world that we live in today and it's very, very challenging because it's almost like swimming upstream sometimes. But, you know, that's where the Lord comes in and that's where you, you pray and, and you have him, you know, ask him to guide you to lead your children. And I think, um, I think that's the best way to handle that. All right. Well, I, I really, again, thank you for the candor and the honesty. Um, I know it's very hard to watch people make mistakes, even as a brother. To watch my mm -hmm. brothers do certain things. But then to remember where I was when I was their age kind of puts things in perspective. And I also think about God because God has a lot of those same thoughts toward us. Yes, he does. You know, he, he doesn't want us to make mistakes, but he's not, he's not, he didn't uh, make us to be robots. He allowed the children of Israel to say no to him and to face the idea of spending uh, 40 years in the wilderness eating manna because of their rebellion and their inability to trust him. So he allows us to go through bad things, but it's only because he loves us. I had this conversation a little bit with Adam on another podcast that if, that if we had everything that we wanted, like for instance, to eat for dinner, a lot of us, when we were little, we would have said, give me ice cream with sprinkles. Right. Or cake um, or something. But the reason that we don't get ice cream and sprinkles until we eat our broccoli is because there's no nutritional value in the ice cream. So the ice cream is a reward for eating the broccoli, and the broccoli is more important to us than the ice cream with sprinkles. 
So, and I think that can be applied in so many different areas of life. Um, so this is kind of a fun question, and then I'll toss it over to Adam and see if he has one. But this is kind of a fun one. Did either of you have early indications that one day we would be sitting in a radio studio recording a radio show <laughs> um, together? Well, together, I don't know, but Andrew... I've believed ever since Andrew was like six or seven that he was created by God to do radio. Um, for Christmas, about the year he was seven, he got a little Fisher-Price tape recorder, and he would sit there on his tape recorder, and he would make tapes, and he would record music, and he would talk. And he had his own little radio station at seven years old. Um, and I knew when he did that that, that's what God created him to be. And I I just never, I never wavered from feeling that way. I just, it just took a long time for other people to see that. The irony is even when I wavered, she didn't. So. Um, and I have to say that um, I did not know this. <laughs> <laughs> this was kind of sprung on me. Um, and this is the second time that Adam has sprung this on me. <laughs> So, um, yeah, right, right. So, you know, I'm going with it. (laughs) (laughs) So I got to ask you, did did you ever think that I I would be here in the studio one day or in in radio at all? No, no. I mean, you were very shy, shy. You know, you were the type of boy that you would you were like a people watcher you know, you would sit back and (laughs) you would kind of watch. I was on the sidelines. You were on the sidelines and something happened i think in high school when you got into theater and drama and it just opened a whole new door and i think it was it was amazing to see you blossom like that and so yeah now it was a surprise but um it's a good surprise way to go hba (laughs) that's right yes shout out (laughs) that's awesome adam do you have a question for our moms yes yes i do i do especially well for both of ours but especially yours andrew so uh, I've, I've known Andrew for about the last couple of years, uh, but I didn't know him you know, before that in life. So uh, for, for both of our moms, can you tell us a memory from our childhood, maybe a favorite of yours, or e- even if it is a little, little embarrassing or whatever you want to put out there. The well, public will hear this. Yes, they will. So uh, let's, let's keep it uh, merciful. Um, but what's a, maybe a favorite memory of your guys' from Andrew and mine's childhood? <laughs> you want to go first? Or you want me to better go first? Okay, all right. Um, I don't really have anything that's uh, scathingly embarrassing or anything oh, like good. that for Adam. But there's one thing that really stuck out about um, about him growing up, and one of them was he used to ask me all the time. Will you, no matter what I do, will you always love me unconditionally? Will you always love me? And that was, that hit me quite hard. That was a very deep question. And you were a young little child when you used to ask me that. And you didn't just ask me once. You asked me many, many times. Mm -hmm. And that always touched me deeply. So I always felt like I needed to really um, let you know that no matter what, you know, you were loved unconditionally. So not too embarrassing, but... <laughs> no, I didn't even have any idea was it was that deep, so I'm kind of glad I heard it. That's me, Adam. That's that, wow. Who knew? Well, I would have to say um, 
it's not anything funny, but um, what Andrew has a brother who was born when he was six years old, and I remember when we brought him home from the hospital, and Andrew turned to us and said, how long do we have to wait to find out if he'll be able to walk? And uh, he just showed such depth of thought for a little kid in that he cared so much and he wanted to know, will my little brother be able to walk? And I mean, we never doubted he was, you know, he was normal. But for Andrew, it was important that his brother could walk. And unfortunately, he was the brother that took the longest to learn to walk. <laughs> he he didn't walk till he was 16 months old, which was really late for my kids and made it harder, you know, I think for Andrew, because it was the first one that he could really remember him growing up. And the other kids were too close in his age. He didn't really remember them learning to walk, but. That was that was just something that was he Andrew was always the insightful person. He, yeah, he was he too was a people watcher and a thinker, but he also never stopped talking. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said hello when I was six months old and I've been talking every time. <laughs> so that's why it's good that part of my job now is talking. <laughs> um I do have a final question coming up, but before that, Adam, is there anything in particular you'd like to say to your mom while she's here on the podcast um, in honor of Mother's Day? Yes, I would. I want to say thank you for always putting your 100% into the family, into the home, into our spiritual lives, into our physical lives, everything. And, you know, nowadays that can be a hard thing to come across a parent who puts it hundred percent. So, and how you always said, yes, I will love you unconditionally. I can say, I do feel unconditionally loved from you. So thank you so much for, for always giving it to me and, and to my brothers. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, I had no idea when I put that uh, question in the notes for this episode that you would pull that one of, of all of them. I think you've told me that once or twice before. But when I, you know, I, I already am feeling emotional because of that response. And it's kind of ironic in a way that I've kind of struggled with that particular, bro with my relationship with that particular brother, not in a bad way, because we have a good relationship as, as far as it goes. But now he lives across the country and that's very difficult on me. Mm -hmm. And now he's getting ready to go to China and, uh, I guess he learned to walk eventually, and then he kind of walked away. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know he's still there, but it is kind of hard for me to deal with the fact that he's not around like he used to be, and uh, things change. But I, I just want to say to my mom, thank you for raising us. Thank you for sharing with us the value of children, and thank you for doing everything under the sun. I mean, if if she just wrote down everything that she did without saying that it was under the job title mother uh, and people looked at the list, then they would probably think that she deserved a six-figure income. <laughs> and I just really feel like 
mothers don't get enough respect in today's culture and for young women coming up who might aspire to be mothers as their primary aspiration, it's not looked at as a good one. You know, you should, they're always told they should have a career um, primarily and then fit children in where they can be fit in, even though the Bible says that children are a blessing and it's one of the few things that, that God says uh, is a blessing. Um, and so we need to keep that in mind. And as we go to a close, first, I want to just ask each of you if you have any advice for young moms before we leave the air, because I think this is very important uh, for you guys. You can kind of look at it from the other side of things because you've raised us to adulthood. I know my mom has, still has a couple kids at home, but uh, and so does Mrs. McNutt. Um, so you're still in it, but you've also seen the other side. You've raised adults. And so could you give us some wisdom about raising children that would be beneficial to young moms? Well, two things. Number one, having a big family, a lot of people will say, you must have a lot of patience. And um, I would say, yeah, maybe now, but you don't have children because you're a patient person. You have children, and God gives you patience. He teaches you patience. And um, Spurgeon once said, where God sends mouths, he sends meat. So you need to not worry about what God is in control of. And I just wanted to share one more quote, and that is that C.S. Lewis said, the homemaker is the ultimate career. All other careers exist for one purpose only, and that is to support the ultimate career. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Um, my advice to, especially to young mothers or mothers that are just starting out, is um, there's a lot of pressure in our culture in this day and age to be perfect or to look perfect or to be the perfect mom. You know, make, you know, the kids always look a certain way or your house looks a certain way. And um, I, it's not about that. It's about teaching your children to love. It's about loving your family no matter what. Um, the house can wait. Um, outside things can wait. So the biggest thing, I think, is to make sure that your perspective is it's okay to have a dirty counter if your children take precedence. You know, It's okay if um, you don't look perfect every moment of the day. And I think that's a big challenge for a lot of women in this day and age. And the second thing would be you really have to soak yourself with God's word. You really have to um, depend on him for everything because motherhood is a huge challenge. It's a lot of work. It's very exhausting. And without his grace and without his strength, it's going to be um, a rough ride instead of a joyful ride, which is what how he meant it to be. Well, uh, thank you so much um, to our moms. Yes, thank you. Shout out to for being here on the podcast. And uh, thank you, Adam, for uh, 
being willing to go to your mom with this proposition. I know it was a little, <laughs> you were a little wary. And, know, then, and then you were wary of the result, but uh, I think it turned out pretty well. It's been you know, wonderful. you guys, you could have given us a half an hour just to talk about this. You know? uh, <laughs> or let me know what the questions were. Well, <laughs> you know, we're still growing up. Well, so. I forgot with my mom, but Adam has no excuse because I gave him a text. I did. With the notes a week early. We're digressing here, but anyway, <laughs> uh, getting back to our professional radio manner, I just want to say to you that um, I hope that you have a wonderful Mother's Day. Uh, if you have a mother, um, uh, spend time with her. If you're not with her, you can give her a call. Uh, maybe share this podcast with her. It could be an encouragement. And just have a wonderful weekend. And as I always say, keep serving the best of men.